Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in! Winning Cures Everything. It is Monday, June the 8th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And lots of stuff happened over the weekend. Lots of stuff again. We've got one real sports topic, and then we got some others that are basically uh, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. 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 More more new stuff. More, uh, more stuff that's going into the mainstream realm, of course. Uh, going ahead and sharing the show out on all of our social media platforms. So, uh, if you would do the same, we would definitely appreciate that as well. Uh, the show, always brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six wonderful sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. They are back open. Uh, you will go and find all of their policies and procedures and everything else about how they are keeping you safe while still allowing you to gamble over at tunicatravel.com. So, go check that out. Do them a favor. Do us a favor, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Uh, all of you guys that jump in the chat every day, all that kind of mess, we appreciate you. You can find all of our picks, previews, podcasts, social media platforms, etc. over at winningcureseverything.com. Uh, we are on Periscope. We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. We are on uh, uh, Twitch. And there we go. We got two Twitch guys jumping in the comments right now. Ben jumped in and said, what's up? It's almost summer. Yeah, it most certainly is. Uh, we're in Memphis. We're we're getting hit by uh, by the remnants, or not even the remnants at this point, but the outer bands of Tropical Storm Cristobal. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff going on. So it, it's not bad yet, but we'll see. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. This weekend and the end of last week, it finally got hot as balls around here. Oh, yes. And I was dying working in it. And today... I was out in it working my ass off, and it felt spectacular outside. Well, I will say this. the um, All of that stuff, uh, the COVID stuff that's been going on, uh, the latest report is uh, from, like, South Wales or whatever, that COVID can't, like, it, what's the, what, what term am I trying to use? Like, it can't spread as easily uh, in humid conditions. If that's oh, the case, we're going to be great because after this little fine. bit of rain that we're getting today, it's going to be 100% humidity. We're going to be breathing right. water. You got that right. Uh, Michael jumps in and said, Sup, fellas. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. We did. Hopefully, all of you did as well. Uh, Michael said, Garbrandt's KO was crazy and Spencer is tough as hell. I'm sure you were watching, Gary. I absolutely was. I was watching uh, uh, Sugar Sean. Gary shared, me out, shared out those knockouts. Oh, Woo. man Woo. alive. Sean O'Malley. Is a beast. It, it's been, I mean, he, he just fought not too terribly long ago, but it's been two years. We've been waiting for this guy to get into the ring for two years. Not the ring, yeah. the octagon, whatever. Uh, but his knockout was fantastic. 
and Garbrandt's right at the end of the round. Man, yep. yeah, that that was a lot of fun to watch. Thought uh, he was going to get saved by the bell. Whew. He was seeing bells. Uh, you got that right. I mean, this thing was crazy. Ben said it's 100 here in Sacramento a few days ago. Now it's down to 75. Weather's weird. Oh, that's perfect yeah. weather right there. 75 Woo. is perfect. 100, not so much. Not yeah, we're going to so see 100. Much. Um, we don't have we don't have a coast. I don't know. Well, I guess Sacramento's not on a coast. Not really. Not really. No. Pretty um, inland. But it's I mean, it's still closer to the water than we are. So <laughs> Well, if you can't get that breeze, it doesn't help. No, you it just makes it right. really humid. Uh <laughs> Mike said you have to be a bad M ever to have air like that. Talking about Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's, no, yeah. You 100%. can't just walk around the street like that. <laughs> no, absolutely be a rando, not. dude. No, he'll he'll be he'd be killing folk, man. He, that's what he does. Uh let's with that said. We've already talked a little UFC, but let, let's dive into a little more here. Aside from UFC 250, I, I really don't want to get into that because, you know, it, it was not a big-time major league event uh, the way that a lot of these pay-per-views are. Uh, the biggest news in UFC is the stuff that's happening outside of the octagon. Conor McGregor announced he is retiring after UFC 250, said that he's bored. Um, uh, Michael said it'll be 105 next week in Bakersfield. Yeah, forget that. I'm out of it. So hell no. I, the good news is though that out there, from what I understand, uh, I've never been to Bakersfield, but that part of the world, I understand that there's not a ton of humidity, so it doesn't feel like you're walking around, you know, covered up by a wet blanket all day. So yeah, you know, maybe that's good. I don't know. I, I know Vegas in the summer, like it, it's hot. It don't feel oh, as hot. No. I don't go but, to Vegas in the summer. I mean, I've been, but it, I, nope. it no, it's not. Nope. it's not my favorite. I am uh, not doing You cook shit at that heat, that oh yeah, temperature. Like 127 nope. on the asphalt or whatever. I mean, it's crazy. Mm. Um, so, the McGregor stuff. He's bored. He said, <sighs> nothing excites me right now. There are no fights to make. There's no blah, 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 blah. Um, and I get it. I totally Didn't get it. Didn't he accept like nine fights on Twitter? Oh, yeah. He's he's waiting for anything. But UFC won't give him those fights. He, he told De La Hoya, yeah, I'll take it. He told Anderson Silva, yeah, I'll take it. He told all these people, like, yes, anything. Give me something that's a challenge, something that excites me about this, whatever. It, if he doesn't want to do Nate Diaz, I get it. He's already fought him twice. Like, what's the purpose? Now, you want to do the rubber match, but he just won the last one. So, what's, you know, what's the purpose? Uh, he wants Habib. He wants Gaethje. Uh, he would probably take Ferguson. He doesn't care about Dustin Diamond Poirier. You know, now like, here's what's evil, weird. But. Dana White is notorious for giving us the fights we want, yes. right? Maybe not the fighters, but those are the fights the people want as well. I, can you think of any logical reason he would have for not wanting to schedule those fights? I have no idea. Uh, one could be that you want to save McGregor for when you can have people back in the stands. That's that's one option. Because, obviously, you're going to make a killing off of whatever gate he's involved yeah, in. Yeah, right? you get the gate, but... But the pay-per-view money should be good enough, right? Like, there's nobody in UFC that ignites a crowd the same way that McGregor does, right? I agree. Now, imagine what he would be like without a crowd. And who knows, right? Like, it, we remember what he was like before he became massive, uh, but he's always fought in front of people. So, uh, obviously, you don't know about him the same way that you didn't know about a bunch of these other guys. Like, Ferguson and Gaethje was a fantastic fight, even with no fans. So, that yep. could be one reason. The other reason could be McGregor wants them to make a fight against Gaethje, right? If that's the case, you're not getting them until probably September. They yeah. initially came out and said 
July. Well, then you had Habib's dad going into a, a coma due to COVID complications, etc. Like, he's got major league health issues. Then you've got, you know, it, you're not going to get the Habib fight because Habib doesn't want to fight you until you've fought somebody to prove it. But McGregor's already proven it. So, like, I totally understand where he's coming from. Like, if I were him, if they offered me Tony Ferguson in... But here's the, here's the other part. Ferguson got his brains beat in. Like, I think it's going to be a long time before Ferguson's ready to fight. Like, he had I a agree. broken orbital bone. Like, I, I Yeah, that's... You, he, Gaethje would be before Ferguson, right? Yeah, but... well, Because Ga- Ferguson's going to be a while. Gaethje against Habib is happening. Well, yeah, so that therein lies the problem. All the people he wants to fight already have other fights lined up. Well, and and he wanted to fight Anderson Silva at catchweight at 176. But, I mean, Silva's lost like four of his last five fights. Like, he is way out of his career. Wouldn't that be the perfect fight to let him fight without a crowd then? Yes. Because he's fighting a guy that's past his prime. Like, why would would, uh, 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 White care about that, right? So so yes, we think we think he would destroy Silva. Silva's not the draw he used to be by any stretch of the imagination, right? But he's still a name. But he's still a name, and the pay-per-view would do great. And if it's not a great fight, you don't disappoint tens of thousands of people showing up to watch it because nobody would watch it. And it gets him involved before maybe things open up and you can have people in the stands. And 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 now he's into it, and he's a part of UFC. Because right yeah. now it does feel like he's sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything. Well, it's, and he, I'm sure that they have probably offered him Dustin Poirier. I am sure that that's happened. But that's a dangerous opponent, and why? Like, why would you do it? Like, Ferguson, I can understand that, right? Ferguson won 12 straight fights before he got beat by Gaethje. That was, that was always the matchup for Habib, right? Well, if you go out and beat Ferguson and prove it the same way Gaethje did, yeah. well, then you're going to get your Habib fight. Uh, yeah. The problem that he's got right now is the interim title holder and the title holder are both guys that are represented and managed by uh, Ali Adelaziz. Here's the thing. In the UFC, Adelaziz. I don't know that that stuff matters, man, because Dana White makes the fights. I know, but the, the other guys have to agree to it, and that's part of the problem that we've run into, right? Because it comes down to money. It comes down to all this other stuff. Uh, real quick in the comments, Michael says, Connor isn't going anywhere. He's just frustrated that he isn't fighting and is sick of waiting. I think he just wants to build on the momentum of his last fight. Yes, he wanted to fight three times this year. He has said yeah. that numerous times, and now we're into June. And no, he's nothing... not getting three in now. Yeah, I mean, it's if he does, it would be miraculous, right? Yeah, because like he... the earliest he's probably going to get a fight. They're going to give him a month to have a training camp once they name a, a but an opponent. 2016, the earliest. Yeah, 2016, he fought three times in a year. And that was the year that he got beat by Diaz in uh, January. Yep. He fought uh, uh, Diaz again and beat him in, I think, early August. And then late and then November. the last one was in November. Yeah, late right? November, he had that. So, and that, what was crazy about that November turnaround was like he was bloodied pretty good uh, against Diaz in that second. Diaz at, yeah. No, so, yeah. He, yeah, he got his distance. face beat in. So, and, and still turned around and was able to come back in November and win a title. Like, that's nuts. Uh, ben said he's made hundreds of millions for Mayweather alone. Why would he want to keep getting his face punched in? Because he's a fighter. He didn't know how yeah. to do anything else. Yeah, like you made hundreds it, of millions, but like I, 
I'll also mean tell you this. Last forever. These, these guys live life like there ain't no tomorrow. I don't know if you've watched before, but prize fighters, they kind of don't know how to save money. And it's not a lack of skills to save money. It is a, they just, they don't know if they're going to be here tomorrow. Seriously, the way they live their lives. Yeah. Big entourages, lots of private planes, all this stuff, $100 million. It, it would last regular people generations. It lasts super rich people years. Yeah. I don't know that it's going to last Conor McGregor years. And and we'll see. Obviously, we don't know how what McGregor's spending habits are like, but we have seen him spend a lot mm-hmm. of money and whatnot. Now, he's got say, enough. He, he kind of seems to, to always have a crowd around him, and those guys aren't there for fun. No, you're and right. You're right. And, and, and those private jets, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, they're expensive. The list of people who've made hundreds of millions of dollars and ended up broke, the the top ten to twenty are all prize fighters. Now it's all it used to be all boxers because that's where the money was, but it, it's about to be UFC guys because the mentality is the exact same. Uh, well, part of the problem that we're having all this UFC drama is, uh, and we'll we'll move to them shortly, uh, is a lot of them aren't getting paid that well. I mean, remember McGregor well, he, had yeah, to fight he is this. he is different than all the rest of them. He has a different contract. He. Got to that point. Yeah. Yeah. He most certainly did. In the fight with Mayweather. The fight with Mayweather is what made him the, I bet that doubled yes. his money. All oh. the money he's ever made in his life. A hundred, it, it was more than double. It was, I bet say probably more than double. Michael said, Ben, I'm sure he spent a ton of that money and probably just got addicted to punching other people in the face. Yeah. He wants, he wants to compete. Yeah. I mean, he's like, a period. fighter. He's uh, a fighter. That's just what it's in his blood. He didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And, and then and the other thing, what else is he going to do? You don't want to do like that sitting around being bored. Yeah. Now you're that's, right not, that's not safe for anybody. Uh, him, the people around him, anybody. That's true. My, uh, ben said, Michael, yeah, probably. I wonder what it's like being Conor McGregor's money manager. Oh, geez, I wonder if he's got one. I'm I was about good. to say, do you think he's got one? You uh, think he's going to let some some nerd with a calculator well, that's and, what and Michael a pocket said. protector tell him how to spend his money? No, you can't buy that plane. He said, Ben, it's probably easy. Who's going to tell that dude no? Uh, Michael said, "Not a fan of how Connor expresses his frustration, but when you've had a, or when you're a badass, you can act how you want." And then Ben said, "He could golf." <laughs> I don't know that he could golf. I don't think he. I don't think he'd do that well. Uh, no. So, so let's get back to the point at hand here. McGregor is retiring because he's bored because they won't give him a matchup that he likes because he there's just nothing that excites him about fighting right now because he can't do. Masvidal isn't one because Masvidal is is supposedly going to fight Usman at some point. Well, he won't get that contract done because he's fighting over money. Uh, he asks to be released. Like, Jorge Masvidal, game-bred, is a big-time draw. He was the number one pay-per-view earner in all of 2019 for UFC. Like, against Nate Diaz, against Ben Askren, against, you know, it, it goes on and on. He was the most-watched fighter last year. Yeah, but he fought three fights, right? Yeah, he fought three. And two of them were massive fights, right? Massive. So, so, I mean, he wasn't the draw in those fights. No, he has has become the draw. And that's the the thing. He's earned that, but after the Askren fight, to say that he's. The Nate Diaz fight was not only big because of Nate Diaz, it was also big because of Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal's uh, knee to the face against Ben Askren that knocked him out in like six seconds. UFC record, all that kind of mess, that made him an absolute superstar. Uh, and now he has worked his way up to where he was going to have a title fight against Kamara Usman, but 
Now they're fighting over money. Jorge is, and so he just signed a new deal. It's a seven-fight deal. But he wants to be released because the UFC is not going to pay him, from what I understand, and I've tried to read as much on this as I could, and if anybody knows different, let me know. From what I understand, because Masvidal is not a title holder, the title holder, even if he's not as big of a draw, is going to get more money, more guaranteed money, for the fight, right? So Masvidal would be fighting for the title even though he's the draw, so he would make less money. This is where these guys have to see have to see big picture. This is where these guys need somebody in their life to explain to them big picture. All right, so you are the bigger name. You want the most amount of money, but they have the title. Then go beat their ass and take the title. Yeah. So, yes, take less money and take the title. That was my thought process. And um, then now you make the money, but you just signed a seven-fight contract. You yeah. signed it. Nobody made you sign it. Nobody put a gun to your head. Nobody forged your signature. You signed that contract. ESPN's, so you got to fight those seven fights. So wouldn't it be worth it to you to go get those titles, a title, yeah. and then the the six other fights, if you can hang on to it that long, you will make more money. Yes, 100%. 100%. I just, I, I get so frustrated with people who agree to contracts and then immediately hate their contract. So it's, so it's not just... Jorge Masvidal that is doing this, that is no, I'm about sure. money, no, 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 no. Yeah. The other big name that is doing this, now obviously we also had uh, Henry Cejudo uh, that came out and said he's done fighting, he's not making enough money for what he goes through, etc. Now he's making like way better than you and me. Like he, He's still making real good money, but he feels like he had worked his way up to a certain point and he deserved more. John don't Bones we Jones. all don't I, we all think that we are way more valuable than we really are? Bones Jones. Now some of these fighters are, and nah, but now Bones UFC Jones tries to make them all. Bones equal. Jones's beef is is a personal beef. He he needs to get his head straight. Well, but it's a, it's a money prove. beef. It's a, the reason he's upset. I, he wants more money for. I get that, but every time you fight, you so. get in trouble. We not. I'm not going to promote you. I'm not going to give you more money. Oh yeah, I I'm not going to break the contract we have. We went over this last week. Yeah, there's no, no way I would did. give Bones until he needs to give me three fights. Give me three fights. Pass the drug test afterwards. Don't cheat. Don't use roids. And then don't go around playing with guns and getting drunk in the street. Michael jumps in on Twitch. Uh, he said nobody wants to work to earn stuff these days. They want to walk in and want the same as vets. Everyone who's ever worked a job knows you have to start at the bottom. Uh, here's the difference, uh, Masvidal. He is a vet. He has. I mean, he's yeah. got a. Ton. Some of these guys have been around the block and they've probably earned it. But they have done things that keep them from getting it. Bones Jones is trouble. Masvidal's is he signed the contract. Yeah. Masvidal so, is thirty five years old. Yeah, and he is. Uh, he's 30, not fighting outside that contract. If he signs seven fights, he's I, at thirty five. He'll be what thirty eight when he's done. Yeah, pretty much. He is thirty five and thirteen. He's had forty eight MMA fights. Um, only ten of which have ended by decision. Two. Uh, sorry, only. Ten of his losses were by decision. Uh, only one was a knockout. Only two were by submission. He has knocked out 16. He has submitted two, and he's won 17 fights by submission. His, his, his best chance to make money is to, to take any title fight they'll give him. Yeah. And then and then he can make more. That at his very next fight, I would demand a title fight then. If I, you're not going to break the contract, I get it. But, that, but I'm a big enough he's draw. A, Let me... Fight. Get a chance to win one of those titles, so my next six fights, 
I can get a bigger piece of that pie. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's the that's the deal, right? Is is Masvidal wants more money and John Bones Jones wants more money and it's funny, we were just talking less than a month ago about the trouble UFC is in, not because of all this drama, but because they don't have a lot of stars. But now all these other guys outside of Connor think they're stars. John Bones Jones is a star. He's yes. he's just he's just the crazy star, which let's not get it confused. Connor's every bit as insane and crazy. Yes. He's just not going around getting drunk and shooting people or you know, I mean, he's still he's getting drunk. I mean, remember he he, punched, he don't have gun charges. Okay, no, no gun, gun charges, charges are different. But he, drunken he did, idiots we deal with. He did gun charges are different, and, and like also an he he's not he's not failing drug tests for roids after fights. That's true. That's fight, true. Fight your fight clean and don't dig around with guns. And and we should be fine. And you and you can be a diva because he's absolutely a diva. Oh, hundred percent. But but that's Bones's problem. These other guys. Just a few weeks ago, we didn't mention any of their names when we were talking about the problem USC has with not having stars. They all think they're stars, and yes, they are the best UFC has to offer. But that doesn't mean you're the best in the world as being a star. Regular people who don't follow the sport don't know your name. That's true. That's true. I bet my wife knows who 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 Connor is because she's heard us talk about yeah. him. Random people outside of the UFC world know who John Bones Jones is. They've heard that name before and they would guess, oh, I bet he's a fighter. Yeah. Like that Well and the, the reason they would know him is because of all the stuff that he's done outside of the octagon. Well, maybe, yeah. but maybe not. I mean maybe they just they've just heard his name in the news, good or bad, they recognize it. Well and, and literally none of these other names it, it, Habib is probably the next biggest star. And that was made Solely by Conor McGregor. Yes, that's it. No, no rando person that doesn't follow UFC wouldn't guess at all who Habib is if you said his name on the street. Nobody, zero people. Let's see. And Wella Good said, "Why are you capping? Do you know what capping is? Nope. I have no idea. Uh, and Wella, let me know. I, I I got no idea. I got no idea. Um, yeah. So so we got to figure out what's going on with UFC. They've got to get some of this stuff figured out because as we saw with two fifty. You got some names and some guys that are entertaining. You got some fights. Garbrandt with a KO, Sean O'Malley with a KO. Those those were great. Those are still minor names that you know your everyday sports fan does not know who that is. Uh, you need Nate Diaz back fighting again. You need uh, you need the Habib fight to happen sooner than later. You need Conor McGregor back in the octagon. You need Jorge Masvidal. You need all of this stuff going on. You need title fights. You need interesting, entertaining things. It was great when they came back and they had the you know the ESPN Plus fights and the pay-per-view initially and all that kind of mess. It, it was great when that happened right off the bat, right? After the COVID-19 stuff and when they found a way to make it happen, then you had a bunch of really good fights. Right now, you got a bunch of guys that could be good, but nobody really knows who they are. So you got to find a way to build the stuff, and the way to build it is to get those guys in front of other people, and those other people will show up for McGregor and Bones Jones and whoever else, right? Francis Naganu can't do anything because now we're waiting on Stipe, uh, Stipe Miokic and um, uh, Daniel Cormier to fight, but that's not going to happen until probably November. If maybe, I mean, who knows? So. All of your divisions are basically stuck. 
like your bantamweight champion has retired. So now you got to have a fight for, you know, who's going to take over the belt. Like you, all of this stuff happens and they are, they are in so much trouble if they don't figure out a way to keep people interested in the fights. They got to come up with something. You're going to have yep. to give one way or another. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we get Jorge Masvidal and Kamar Usman. Um, but we'll see. So we got guys in the chat. Michael and Ben are going back and forth about the match. They're saying that Connor should be in the match in the next one. And then uh, we jumped in. MJ would be great. Maybe Barkley. Uh, let's see. Oh, Michael said, hard to keep those fighters out of trouble. That loose screw is my, uh, that makes them great hurts them in the real world. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's yeah. it. I mean, yeah, they, they're the reason that those old great boxers had managers literally be father figures and just never leave their side. Yeah. And many of those managers ended up stealing large sums of money from those people. They, they were absolute just leeches. They, they, there was no real care for them, but it, it, at the end of the day, it kept those guys somewhat, you know, contained. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. UFC needs these guys. Um, I don't need, I don't know that they need them enough to completely change how they do business. Uh, but I, I could see we got a fight going on, and, and we could end up GSP and John Jones leading the brigade of, of fighters unionizing in this uh, could be very interesting. So, I mean, obviously we see all of these other sports leagues that have uh, players associations. Uh, if they do that with UFC, it's going to change how, uh, how WME and, and that bunch has to do business. Uh, we'll see. But I, I think we got a fight that will be on our hands sooner than later uh, because of this bunch. All right, so, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who said we were capping, or if they were saying we were capping, or somebody else was capping. I don't know. Yeah. So I got I got two definitions for it, by the way. Okay. One is a, a slang term that 20th century adults and kids use, mostly to say somebody is lying or not being real. Okay. Okay. So that is <laughs> what they're saying. Or ben said it's a capping means. To flaunt a fake rich lifestyle or lie about social status. <laughs> so Have we done any of that? I, I don't I don't know. I don't think I, so. Not, I don't think we're flaunting uh a I mean fake I, that, listen, listen, and, that plasma TV you got behind you is pretty stellar, <laughs> and these wrestling buddies are pretty valuable. There you go. That's it. Wanna, Maybe that's it. No, so, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that's unbelievable. I could sell them for tens of dollars, and I, I don't know what we're lying about. So anyway, uh, I don't either. Maybe anyway, that's, so that's but I mean, we'll it, maybe that's not what they mean. That's that's what uh, Urban Dictionary gave me two definitions. That's there what you I mean. go. That's <laughs> it. Sounds good to me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's move into this next one here, Iowa football. Kirk Ferentz. Uh, Michael said Gary does have that big-ass TV on display. Yeah, it's not a big one. It's a uh, 40-something like, inches, baby. <laughs> uh, you got that killer light behind it, too, though. That's, 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 that's why that's I got a good the, look. I put the good light look. on so that there is at least something behind me, right? Because so, you got look. your thing. Mine's all the way in the back of the the thing. But, uh, but yeah, I want, the, you know, I want a little thing showing up here and there, like some kind of display going on. Uh, here we go. Hawkeyes coach Kirk Ferentz announced Saturday that Chris Doyle, the strength and conditioning coach, long-time coach, I believe 21 years. Been um, there for a while. He uh, he was put on administrative leave pending an independent review uh, after a growing group of former football players spoke out about negative experiences they and other black players had at Iowa under Doyle's supervision. Uh, he has led Iowa's strength and conditioning program since 1999, spanning Ferentz's entire tenure as head coach. He is the nation's highest-paid strength coach, earning $800,000 annually. Um, so, we did hear a lot of this stuff coming up, you know, Thursday, Friday, into Saturday. You get more information coming out. You're trying to figure out what is, like, what is the deal? Matt Miller said, no cap, guys. So, yeah, I don't think we're capping, if that's what that means. But <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, the Iowa football stuff is interesting. Doyle came out, and he he said in his statement, Right, and he he put out you know the generic, um, you know for 21 years I've committed my life to Iowa football, blah 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 blah. So we'll go through all that, uh, and then he he put this at the end of it, which I think is interesting, and he released this on his Twitter. He said, "I have been asked to remain silent, but that is impossible for me to do. There have been statements made about my behavior that are not true." Uh, I do not claim to be perfect. I have made mistakes. I learned lessons, and like every American citizen, can do better. At no time have I ever crossed the line of unethical behavior or bias based upon race. I do not make racist comments, and I don't tolerate people who do. I am confident that a complete review of the body of work over 21 years will speak for itself, and I am trusting the process to respect the rights and experiences of all parties involved. There are countless men of character who are better fathers, husbands, activists, leaders, and contributors to society due to their experience at Iowa football. The record will show that. Uh, that is, that's pretty crazy. It's coming uh, out saying, I didn't do this. And I trust that it's, you know, it's going to fare out that way. So oh, it, uh, hold on. Uh, so one, Michael said for your action figures, uh, Michael, he said his son would give you at least five bucks a piece. Uh, yeah. And then Matt Miller jumped in and said, no, cap means you're serious, uh, not lying. Or no cap means you're serious, not lying. Capping means the opposite. It's stupid. So, yeah, we're... We're not capping. We're so old right now. I feel I feel really old having this conversation. Here we go. Ben Ben said he's out of there. No cap. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know that he's out of there. Like I'm I'm really I'm confused about this. Uh, this is what Kirk Ferentz said about it. When you feel like you're being wrongly accused of some things, you want your day to voice your side of things too. Uh, I can appreciate that. Just like our players, I'm not here to muzzle anybody or tell them what to say or what not to say. My biggest takeaway is we've got to listen harder. We've got to ask harder on certain questions and topics. Um, Let's see. uh, Deontay Morrow, who tweeted Sunday, Doyle made a comment about sending him back to the ghetto. I called him out on it in front of the entire team. I was suspended. Parents told me I was out of line and needed to apologize for standing up for myself. Uh, So it, it comes into... Ferentz's thing. Ferentz said, I'm not saying it's true or not. I don't remember Chris using that word. I've never heard Chris use that phraseology. Um, I, 
I don't know what to think about this situation. Like, obviously, you know me. I like Kirk Ferentz. I like that program. It is it's the longest-tenured coach in NCAA football. Yep. I like the way that they build their programs. I do, too. I do, too. But, and, and they had and listen, they had a coach come out and give unbelievable testimony for a the change that has happened at Iowa since he's been there and the progress and what they're working towards. Um and and, and that coach we are close to. I am personally close to yeah. or was in Kelvin Bell. I that guy beat me up every day in football and not physical, not bully, but I was the guy that had to hold the tackling dummy across from him. And he was an all American and I was a bum. I was a sophomore and I just got the hell beat out of me. Every I was just the fattest sophomore they had. And they were like, he he can beat him up. Yeah, he so, played at Iowa. He Ben jumps he, in. What type of dog is that? That is a great dane. Uh, that is a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Ben also said if they don't fire the strength coach, expect recruiting to flop. Uh Here's the thing. Recruiting is already doing insane. I mean, they've got a top 10 class right now. So yeah. I don't expect it to necessarily flop. I, I I, don't know what to make of this. I have no idea what's going on there. Like, I, I, would t- I would tell you this. You and I have been in, uh, in and around enough football guys, okay? And, and definitely enough white football guys to know, I think there's ma- – this is going to sound terrible. I'm almost afraid to even say this, but I really believe this. The fact that him telling somebody, if you screw up here, whatever, you're going to get sent back to the ghetto, that's that's massive progress compared to what used to be said in locker rooms. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes, it's not okay. And we got it, but we're 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 getting there because a hell of a lot worse than that has been said and is probably still being probably not now because of the voice players have today that they didn't used to have. And if it is being said, you're gonna get your butt called out on it. And you should. But but I'm just saying that I I think that is that's that's if not it, excusing. If it was said, it's yeah. not the it's not the worst thing in the world. At some point in time, we can't make every word the 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 button that gets you fired. It can definitely get you your ass chewed. It can definitely get you suspended. It can put you in trouble, okay? Yeah. It can put you on notice and on blast that we're all watching you, yeah. all right? That's a type of probation. But But losing your livelihood and not being able to apologize and learn from these things. I truly and honestly believe Drew Brees spoke out of turn. Okay. He said what he really believed. And then he listened instead of just thinking what he thought he had enough people pull him aside and say what you think is wrong. And it changed his mind. That's one thing I tell, I hate the yelling and the screaming because the yelling and screaming is never going to change someone's mind. Right. But, but bringing them in and saying, this is how we really feel and this is how it really is, will actually change these people. Yes. It really can modify the way they believe and see the world, and that can make it a better place. I don't know that this is shoot him in the head and move on, you know, let him just well, put out the I, pasture. I don't know that that is the only thing that has been said, and that's kind of the problem. But, true. Right? That's, no, that's no, we need – we yes, um, you're exactly right on that. It's not excusing what he said in the slightest – no. Um, but it, yeah, I, I would say that progress has been made. Um, Michael said, I'm from the ghetto. I've never thought of that as racist. We just didn't have any money growing up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, 
Uh, Matt Miller said, my biggest issue with the whole movement is people act like progress hasn't been made and this is the same culture as the 50s and 60s. Uh, I think the, the issue right now is that in not enough progress has been made, and, and that's what people are standing up Well, there are certain about. big, big things that they yeah. want changed, okay, that, that we all should want changed. Well, I guess we all. There's a, a large portion of people that don't think that, that qualified immunity should be changed, and that's, that's fine. But that's, what, that's, that's the linchpin that will change. Are we going forward? Are we staying the same in the eyes of the majority of everyone that is protesting right now? Right, right. Um, I, again, I don't know what to make of this. I am wait and see. And I mean, we'll I, gr- I, so I, I, grew, I grew up, okay, I, before, before my, my mom and moved my brother and I in with our grandparents growing up. We, we lived in what would be called the ghetto. We lived in, in the project area of Memphis and Whitehaven. That's where we lived. And it was a, it was a rough place to live. And I wouldn't, we weren't the only white family there, but it was predominantly black and it was, it was a ghetto. It was a project. I don't, I don't know any other way to say it. That's what it, that's where I lived. And, and, you know, we weren't mistreated. I mean, everybody lived kind of a rough, poor life there. That's, that's just the way of life in that area, in that neighborhood. It was rough and it was poor and, and people, people struggled to, to make ends meet. Um, but, but I don't know now I'm also, my mom moved us in with our grandparents, which got me out of it, but I also lost having my own bedroom. And now I sleep on the floor at the foot of my mom's bed and it was a different lifestyle, but they, they got us out of there. We no longer lived in a house with bars on the windows and that was nice. And I lived a pretty decent childhood, but it, I don't, I just I wouldn't have thought the word ghetto was offensive. I, I do understand how it can be and probably is to most black people. I I yeah hundred percent get that. It just because I, I did live a portion of my childhood there, I didn't I didn't think that was one of those words that that's their word, not our word. Yeah. Because because I I live there too. Uh, Matt said the problem with real change is it's hard and takes time, and these people protesting need to realize this is a movement that is possible but not instantaneous. Uh, yes. Agreed, but you, you would still like to see more progress made, and that's that's what they're pushing for. It, it obviously won't happen overnight, but, nope. you know. Uh, one of the other things, Terrence Pryor, former Hawkeyes linebacker, said uh, that black athletes had to deal with many racist incidents during his time there, including an incident with Doyle in which he alleges the strength coach told him Maybe you should take up rowing or something you know. Oh, wait, black people don't like boats and water, do they? Um, so yeah, if this guy has a history of making black jokes, that's probably not good. Probably not like, good. Th- that, that might be a situation where, all right, thanks for the 21 years of service. You're, you're going to have to go. Uh, former Iowa defensive back Emmanuel Rigamba, who <laughs> transferred to Miami, Ohio, alleged two instances involving Doyle in which he mocked black athletes and, as a result, Quote, made you walk around the football facility on eggshells and caused anxiety that could be unbearable at times with your dreams and career on the line. Um, yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, it's, you, you, I, I'm all for being hard on players. I really am. You, you got to be hard on everybody, and you can't make, you can't make well, cultural and you, you insensitive jokes. Yeah, you can't, you can't no, separate you can't. people. No, we just, we just can't be that anymore. Yeah. You, can be, you can be a mean cuss, but you got to be the same mean cuss to everybody. Yep, and and maybe he was, 
but the way that he was going about it, because well, obviously we weren't there. You can't make, but you we can't live make in a world where you can't make black jokes and then turn around and make white jokes and say, well, I made fun of both of them. No, 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 no. That's, that's also different. not how it works either. Yeah, it's, it's, it, and that's what I'm saying is it you can't. But yeah, there's, a, okay, there might be more to it than what I, what I thought. So, so, and that's that's the only ones that are listed out in these articles. I've read three different ones. Those are the only ones that I've come across. Do you think um, this is going to end up with Kirk having to leave? Because, I mean, it, I, I'll say this. Uh, Kirk Ferentz said that he was blindsided by these accusations and all that kind of mess. He's been your strength conditioning coach since 1999. You cannot tell me that you didn't know what was going on in your strength program. Yeah, that's the one guy. Think about Nick Saban and, and Scott Cochran. No, we talked about this. Guy. That guy has more power than any position coach or maybe coordinator than anybody else. Uh, more than anybody on the team aside from the head coach. The the strength coach uh, no, Even gets, more than the head coach. More than the head coach. They yeah. know the players more than the head coach knows the players. Because they're around them more. That. That, because they, the players are allowed to be around the strength coach more than they are their position coach or coordinators or the head coach. That's yep. just the way it goes. So it uh, it works. Michael said these comments should never be made, but why wait until now to bring it up? You can't have change if it's not being reported when it's happening. Well, it, this is simple. Uh, everybody feels comfortable with coming out right now. Uh, if you had come out before, you lose your spot, you lose whatever. I, let's talk. I, I meant to bring up the social media policy. We have spent forever on these two topics today. Uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll roll through the other ones. Um, we don't have a whole lot else. So that's no. okay. Uh, the social media policy that Adam Rittenberg from ESPN pointed out, Iowa had a social media policy where you were only allowed to use social media. You could get one pre-approved tweet each week. That's all you could post. That blew my mind. Now, obviously, that social media policy they announced has been done away with, but you had to send it to the coaches to get it approved before you could actually post something. Otherwise, you'd I'm not, get in trouble. I'm, all, I'm almost not against that because social media is – we we have to be a part of it, and we share it out, and all our people are watching us on social, yeah. and I appreciate it, and I love it, and I understand its place. But it's also one of the worst places in the world. Yes, 100%. And it's where kids get in trouble. Well, it, I'll, I'll say this. Is. Instead of pre-approving, you either have no social media policy – yeah. Uh, where like a a no excuse me a no social media policy, or you just let them run free and do what they want to do and trust your players and that's it's yeah I'm other. with you I I would rather have a thing where once a month we're gonna talk about the dangers of hitting sand you know we're yeah. we're we're gonna replay the message from from uh, Herm God, Edwards her Herm Herm a boy uh or was it know, Tony Dungy from was years it Tony ago Dungy or Herm Edwards. It was Herm Edwards. It, it was, was Herm, Herm Edwards. Yeah. That's it. But, like, we're going to, you know, be careful with hitting sin. Be careful with, with what you share out in the world and to the ethos because it never comes back. Somebody's going to grab yeah, it. It's, it's always going to be there. For, it's going to live forever. Even if you try to delete it real fast because you regret it, it doesn't matter. Somebody's got that thing screenshotted, and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and that's – I think that is smart. I think that is wise to teach 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds. I don't think that the, that's a problem. But having – look, I wouldn't want to have to approve these things. You got 150 college students that play football that yeah. are under your – and I'm not going through all 150 tweets a week. If everybody gets one, it's 150 a week I got to read. And, and, and if 80% of them are about, you know, 
some, you know, crazy pizza thing that they saw or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I just, I'm not doing this. Well, the Brown, Yeti, the Brown Yeti jumps in and said, that's also taking away their First Amendment. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. And that, yeah. I think a lot of people would not agree with it, but a lot of people would understand your side of it, right? And, and my side is either well, no, I, my side either is all or none. Yeah, yeah my side, side is, is educate them. And edu- yeah, you can make it. I'm not okay with the policy. I think that's kind of a bad way to do it. It's, it's just not practical more than no. anything else. Um, cause then like, what, what about likes? What about retweets? Like what do I have to get all those approved too? Like at some point in time, we're making this bigger than it really needs to be. Educate them on just not saying stupid things that they might regret. later. Exactly. Don't, don't that's, retweet something that you're going to regret. Don't, you know, or, and, and just have a blanket rule that, you know, if you embarrass the school, then at some point in time, now that's a hard thing to well, judge. It's like an ethical now it's clause, a gray right? area. Yeah, it's it, that. Then you get into a gray area. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, the NFL apologized for uh, for not allowing silent protests for all the things that have happened in the past. Let me read Roger Goodell's statement really quick. Uh, this came out Friday after we had our show where we were questioning whether or not we were actually going to see any change, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, and then it happened right after we got done. So we had to bring it up today. His statement is, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people, Goodell said. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encouraging all to speak out and peacefully protest. Uh, we, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League, and the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. Uh, it says, this is a Yahoo article, it said, the stance is a stark contrast to the NFL's response to player protests addressing police, yeah, excuse me, police brutality and systematic oppression I can't talk today. Excuse me. Uh, You're good. Colin Kaepernick set the tone for the protest that involved kneeling during the national anthem. He hasn't played since 2016 as political pressure by President Donald Trump condemned the protest, shifting the subject from black oppression and police brutality to a false narrative concerning the military and patriotism. Um, basically, Goodell said exactly what they the asked him wanted to say. Him to what say. they said they wanted to hear from him. Yeah. So and he came I, out and I would say, so you know me. And you know my great disdain for this individual. Yes. Okay. I, I, I've got to give him credit when he's owed credit. Is it too late? Sure. Okay. But you know my policy on that. I, I can't look back. Yeah. So long as you this, get him to the party, then this then fight okay. is this fight is too hard. There are too many hurdles in front of us to to be worried about looking back. Are you you're on board now? You're with us. You gave in and for what we asked. Thank you. Welcome to the party. Now, you what's the are next step? A big swinging dick at this party. You can bring thirty-two other billionaires along with your billionaire self, and you can have great voice that some of us, even great star players, can't have yeah. because of the financials that you can bring behind you, and 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 your voice and what you represent with being the shield is always bigger than the individual player and the name on the back. And, and I think this is a big move forward and, and whether he was coerced, whether he was backed into a corner, rather, whatever he's at the party and he's on our side. So let's go forward. The, the thing that there's one other part that I want to address 
several other people are coming out. Now, I don't know if these are other players or media members. I saw a couple of media members saying that that's not enough. We want Kaepernick back in the league. We won't forgive you until you specifically name Kaepernick by name. My problem is this. The players, the black players, and this isn't every black player, so I can't say they speak for all of them, but these individuals, these men, made a list of demands. He heard them. He found them to be reasonable. He found them to be right, and he gave them what they wanted, and he's now on side with them. To now have a bunch of other rando people out in the world say that's not enough, and we also demand this, 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 and this, I strongly disagree with. And I think if you want to have conversations about those things, that's fine. I think those conversations are important. But to then take someone who gave in to all of these players' demands and then say, all right, now we want more, that that hurts the argument. It puts him back into a corner. It's going to make the NFL more defensive about ever giving in to any demands. This is why we have policies on never give in demands to, to ransom and terrorists and all this other stuff. Because once you start, it's really hard to stop seeing the other side as constantly demanding things. I appreciate the players that were involved in this kind of took it and was like, Hey, all right. I know Tyrone Matthews shared out, Hey, you're, we're good. Thank you. You know? And, 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 and it, I think it's a good thing, not a bad thing. And I also think there's only one owner, one owner that worries me with their stance on this whole thing. And that's Mr. Jerry Jones. I had. A I think all 31 owners are going. They all. I think a conversation was had, and all 31 owners agree we're going forward. Jerry is the only owner that outright said, "If you kneel, you won't play." And all I can hope is that one, Mr. Stephen Jones, is now so in charge of that team that he can properly tell Daddy, "We have to move on." And if you say anything, I'm going to take this team from you. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, let's dive into the chat here. Ben asked, Cap is back. Uh, I don't believe that that's what this means. Um, I don't know that that's what, but I don't know that that's off the table either. I don't think it's Alton off the table. Smith just got a job, and he hadn't been in the league for three years either, okay? Agreed, agreed. Now, he's uh, not playing quarterback, but at, at the same time, we just brought Alton Smith back. Yeah. Why can't we bring Cap back? And, and Cap has to realize his worth. Yes, he and that's the biggest part of this. Because he can't it, demand starting money. He yeah. just can't. And he hadn't it, played in three years. It's it, So it's got to be somewhere in between because Kaepernick is a sideshow. He may be a good player. He may be a fantastic backup, but he, he's got the Tim Tebow problem. And right? he might be a starter. He might but be. He's got to get into an organization yeah. and earn his stripes. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Michael said Mike Glennon got thrown under the bus. Yeah, there was a player that came out and said, "Like, you can't tell me that Cap isn't one of the best, you know, sixty-four quarterbacks in this league." Like, my team just signed Mike Glennon. Like, but we hang on. We've never argued that he wasn't one of the sixty-four. He's had opportunities. I will assure yes. you that he had contract offers for backup roles, and he didn't want it. He, because of the money the backups make, they yeah. make three to six million dollars. Now, some of the backups make 12, 14 million dollars. It just depends on he, the situation. Yes. He, I don't, and they never release terms of contracts and they say no offer was officially made. And, and, and I believe that that's just negotiation or whatever. That's fine. But I, 
he's if he really wants in the league, and you can't hold the NFL responsible for that. If he doesn't take a contract and they're offering him a reasonable contract, which if I was the NFL, I would make all those contract offers public. Yeah. But look, look, we offered him seven million dollars a year for one year. It's a one year prove it deal. I think that's I think that's understandable and reasonable. Yeah. And if you come in and you earn the starting job, make it like make it like Andy Dalton's contract. If you earn the starting job, you get a four million dollar boost because now you're a starter. Yeah, I I, totally I fully understand and make that reasonable. Yeah, Michael said if you start giving into demands, where does it end? The Brown Yeti jumped on that and said, "Give an inch, and someone will try and take a mile." Uh, <laughs> then Michael came back and said, uh, uh, "With as much time as they have before the season starts, does the NFL go away with having players on the field for the national anthem?" Uh, no, I think they're going to let them out. I think they're going to publicize it. I think they're going to advertise it. And I think they're going to say, if you want to walk from the NFL for this, we're okay letting you walk. Because even when you walked last time, which I don't think the walk will be nearly as big as it was last time. Not after quarantine. At at some point in time, yeah, all these people are going to say, look, I don't really care. I get it, but I want football. Now, and they're all going to come back to the TV. What I could see is this is what they did uh, the second year of the protest. Was they, they didn't televise it. Yeah, they didn't televise it. So Jason Lockenford talked today on Tony Kornheiser's podcast today about last year there were still like three players that continued to kneel all last year. I had no idea. I didn't know because they didn't televise the national anthem. And I'm actually okay with that. If yeah. you're the NFL and you want to continue that route, that's okay. Here's the thing. The national anthem wasn't even a thing for like a long time. I like outside of the Olympics, I never understood like why we play the national and we don't play the national anthem at the Olympics until after somebody's won a medal. Yeah. So like before a sporting event, this tradition got started, and now we feel like if you don't play the national anthem before, why? There's nothing patriotic about a baseball game outside of it was America's pastime. You know, same or thing a soccer with the NFL match. or the NBA or yeah, whatever. Like, like, let's, the deal you know, is, these, these are just dudes playing sports. We've talked about this before. The reason that it, it gets played for anybody that doesn't know is the U.S. military paid all of these organizations to do it. Like, that's and they why pay it for it. They pay yeah. the NFL. They pay Major League Baseball to play the national anthem. They pay the NBA. Our tax dollars go to pay for those big ass flags that they roll out there, and all these. And it's it's millions of dollars a year. Yeah, Michael said, if they don't have fans in the stands, what's the point of the national anthem? If if that happens, right? So, I mean. I'm, still, gonna, I'm still yeah. siding on now. The COVID numbers aren't in my favor right now, but I'm still betting. I'm taking all over bets. I'm just getting better odds on it. There you go. There you go. Um, so we'll we'll jump off of that. We we've spent enough time yeah. on that one. Let's uh let's dive into something else here. Uh, another another tricky topic. Dabo Sweeney over the weekend, and I, we're not going to spend long on this, but I just wanted to kind of explain my thinking on it. Uh, I had a tweet that that went kind of crazy uh, because there was a picture sent to me of Dabo Sweeney wearing a Football Matters shirt. Um, yes, he wore it on Saturday at a whatever vacation, whatever thing that he was on, and he took a picture with some random fans, and they posted it, and it was a blue shirt, like a navy blue shirt that has white football matters on it. Uh, for those that don't know, that is a National Football Foundation shirt. Um, the Black Lives Matter stuff started in 2016. 
that shirt, the National Football Foundation started footballmatters.com as an initiative type thing in late 2016, after all that stuff. So it was a direct play on that. Well, the font like, is the exact same. The lettering is the exact same. It's yes. on a navy blue shirt, which I thought it was a black shirt from the picture. But yeah, it's navy um, blue. I'm also navy blue. my my eyes are getting bad the older I get. Well, but and, like, and it's it's, it's like, definitely a play on. They on they black took the slogan and and they they took this thing that's important and they turned it into something that's not important now. Now, don't get me football, wrong. That, hold on. Football is important, and, and we can have a different – it's not the same importance. Yes, but okay. They, because the, the National Football Foundation, it, they've got a big-time thing where they, they support and sponsor all 775 football teams in the United States that are all uh, not not NFL, et cetera, but all the college teams, whether it's junior college, uh, Division three, NAIA, whatever, right? It's all of these different teams – and yes, football does matter, but in this spot, the reason why I asked the question, why did Dabo think that this shirt was a good idea today, is very simple. This is timing. not a good time to wear the it's shirt. It's just timing. Yeah, it's it's, it's not that you can't deaf. ever wear that like, shirt. It's just timing. No, it's tone deaf. And it, what's the what's the phrase we've been saying? Read the room. Like, yeah, read yes. the room. This is not yes. a good time to do that. Yes. Uh, there, the there is an opportunity to make a big old Jesus joke sometimes, and it yeah. can be funny. You don't do that in the heart of Bethlehem. It's just not the right place. You just, it's just hard. It's a hard sell. It's a tough room. Yes, like, it most certainly is. Now, do I agree with his right to wear the shirt? One hundred percent. Oh, well, I don't yeah, think there's no anything wrong with the shirt. Like no. I really don't. Um, the Brown Yeti jumps in and said, "This just sounds like SJW is getting mad." Uh, look, we're not like Chris no. and I are not social justice warriors at all. Like, no, there's nothing wrong with the shirt. The timing of the shirt is a bad idea. It, it, it's just—it's almost like. But now we're bringing light to the this, fact that I'm, he was I'm wearing. Trying, it I'm trying to be time. reasonable because I know my biases. This is an individual I strongly dislike and I find to be very fake. I I and so it it it's it's hard for me to even judge this thing appropriately because I strongly dislike Dabo. And I and I do. I think all that all shucks, the the Lord has blessed me stuff is just as and I don't mean to be hair typical to, to anybody who has strong belief and all this. I don't mock that. I'm not trying to agree with you, by the way. I just don't buy it. I don't I think it's fraudulent and I think this guy has never suffered once in his life. Okay. No, maybe he did. I don't know anything about his childhood. Okay. I I got no idea. I can't speak. He had some less than ideal circumstances. He, okay, yeah. that's that's so, fine. That's but fine. It, but, but right now, he's today, right he now. lives in a castle in South Carolina, and he owns a beach house somewhere else, and 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 life is pretty good, and that's fine. I'm not knocking him for that, but I just find his rhetoric to be mind-numbingly just nauseating because he's because I just think it's fake. Yeah. So when it when I see something like this. It's impossible for me to have a even a feeling about it because I don't even know what I'm looking at. I have, I think he's a car. I think he's become a cartoon character. He, and he I think that's has. a bad thing for a football program. Uh, ben said Dabo Sweeney and Kirby Smart are my two list uh, two least favorite individuals in college football. Um, and Matt Miller jumped in and said common sense is poorly named. Yeah, uh, look, I like Dabo Sweeney. 
Uh, Michael said, "I'm sick of Dabo playing the underdog." Yeah, well, that but that's oh, what he's that's what he's, he's the built biggest the thing school on. in the country outside of Alabama, and yeah. oh, nobody gives us any credit. But, but that's, oh, that's shit! Everybody thinks that we're no good. That's that's what he built his entire organization on. That, but that's fine. At some point but, in time, the organization is built, and you have to you, you have to evolve. You yeah. can't be the big dog and still walk around all pity and, and lowly. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. So let me, let You're me dive in anymore. here because you, you obviously have a bias here. Uh, me, like I'm, I'm still, I mean, Dabo played at Alabama. Obviously I'm an Alabama fan. I'm, I'm always going to have a soft spot for him, but yes, I do agree with you on all of the, the stuff that you're talking about. The cartoon character, the, uh, the victim card, the, everything about what he does in this situation it, it wasn't that he was wearing the shirt. It was the timing of him wearing the shirt. He's been wearing that yeah. shirt for years. That's 100%. Fine. That's fine. It is, how can you be that brain dead to wear the shirt right now? Yeah. Like, it, it just take a few weeks. You know, this is this is just a bad time. To, <laughs> Don't post it to social media. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just a millions bad time. of people follow you. Well, he he didn't post it. Somebody else well, posted yeah. it. In which case, obviously he's tagged in it and it gets out there. It's just use your brain a little bit. Like yeah. be smarter about these situations. It's it's kind of the same thing. I mean, we just had a situation that popped up from 2017 with an assistant coach using a racial slur, and you didn't yes. call a team. You didn't address the team. Yeah, this is common sense kind of stuff. Like how in the world? And I understand wanting to keep it under wraps. You can keep it under wraps and still talk to your team about it. Because obviously there were people that, <laughs> Michael said, maybe that's poor old Dabo's only shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, else. poor guy. It might so, be. You know what? Maybe maybe we could start a GoFundMe for Dabo. So. Get him a wardrobe. Get him a wardrobe with, with you there know. Is, there's nothing wrong with supporting the National Football Foundation. There's nothing wrong with supporting the uh, any of that kind of stuff. I'm uh, not the saying issue, there is. The issue is, no, and I understand that you're not. But what I'm saying is, you got to be smarter than that. I'm not a fan of their marketing team ripping off something that they've ripped off. That yeah, that, that that does turn me off a little bit. Now that's a that's a football organization. No, I don't thing, I don't not know a, not a Dabo thing. I don't know that that's exactly what they did, but the timing no, of dude. when they created no, 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 no. no that's that's 100 what they did. Change the font, change the coloring, do something different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It's a little strange. It's a little strange. All right. Finally, since we're we're having all these. Uh, Wonderful, you know, non, not not really sports uh, discussions. Let's talk about what uh, what went on with HBO Max today. They uh, this is our childhood being altered. Uh, let's see, Mister Fire jumped in and said, "How's uh, How's Gold Strike's new book? Uh, it is fantastic. Moneyline is fantastic. Down at Tunica, everybody can go get their information over at tunicatravel.com. I'm telling you, Moneyline the the TVs alone are worth it, but the food is really damn good too." Um, and the book itself, like you get pretty good odds. That's where I actually made a lot of my uh, my futures bets last year. So, um, and Chris, you made some futures bets through there last year, didn't you? Yep the the odds for college were better there. The odds for pros, uh, the the way that I I guess it depends on how you want to bet. Yeah. The, the odds for the pros were better at another another book, and so I went yeah. to that one. I think it was Horseshoe. Yep. But Gold Strike, all. Gold Strike for sure. Moneyline, fantastic book, fantastic restaurant, fan, everything. The Top Golf Swing Suite is. Is awesome. Everything about that place is awesome. Um, So, back to this. Elmer Fudd. Warner Brothers announced that uh, they are doing new Looney Tunes commercials 
not commercial, excuse me, Looney Tunes uh, uh, shows for HBO Max. And in these, they are taking away Elmer Fudd's rifle. I am perplexed. It was a shotgun, but okay. I, well, either way, either way. Uh, they're taking away his gun. Yeah. You've got a hunter that is hunting a rabbit, and their claim was they did not want to uh, help boost gun violence in this country. They felt that that was a part of it. They want to get away from that. Then take Elmer Fun out of it because yeah, I, I, Bugs I, Bunny had several different foes that were a part of his show. Yeah. Just remove the foe and move on. Well, Yosemite Sam, right? They yeah. didn't say anything about Yosemite Sam. Are they going to take away his guns? Are they like this? Is what I'm confused about. Um, Michael said, "Cancel culture strikes again. Give me a break." I, that's kind of my thing here, and and. I'm all for doing whatever you can to uh, to quell gun violence, right? I, I'm all for that. But uh, you're telling me that a cartoon character is is what causes this in this country? I, I can understand if it's GTA or whatever, you know, Grand Theft Auto, et cetera. I don't buy it, but whatever. I I think uh, the Brian Yeti said PC as it gets. What's next, Tom and Jerry? Um, Matt Miller said, people being upset about a fake hunter with a gun hunting a fake rabbit. It's ridiculous. No shooter watches Looney Tunes. That's what makes them shoot up a school. Yeah. Uh, Michael said, kids have no idea. And then making a big deal out of it makes it a bigger deal than it actually is. Yes. That's the problem here. And that's why I even brought this up is what are we doing? Like when when you listen to, again, we're going to bring up the social media aspect of it. Social media is an echo chamber. Social media is not real life. That's not who's actually watching your cartoons. If you've got people that are complaining about the fact that Elmer Fudd has a gun, they can turn it off. Turn on something else. Like Correct. that's that's all I'm saying. Just do something different. I, I'm I'm so tired of these big time corporations uh, that are, you know, giving into, you know, what whatever they're signing up for. Right, all, all these, all these protests, all these boycotts, all these whatever—that's not who is eating your product. That's not who is taking it in. It's just ridiculous. So, tell—I mean, what what are your thoughts here? You, you agree? No, I'm annoyed by this. I don't think that this doesn't bring about any real change. I this love Elmer Fudd. God, yeah, it's just no. ridiculous. And I, I haven't just, watched Looney Tunes in forever, and now I'm just no irritated. Like <laughs> if they had just done away with Elmer Fudd. I might not have would have even noticed, yeah. but instead it's like this big announcement. It's like this big thing that's, I don't know. Ben typed in said millennials. Eh, I mean, we're millennials. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that you can't. You can't blame it all on millennials or no, the next it's generation. Just a it's just segment of the population. Decision that, decision makers are no longer looking at certain things. And if you're if you're an anti gun person, that's fine. You have the right to not like guns and not be around guns. And there are plenty of places you can go. Where where they have pretty pretty strict gun laws to where you you don't have to be around them and that's yeah. that's okay, but he, you know he he is a hunter. This is not somebody roaming the streets of Manhattan with with a rifle. Okay, he's in the woods hunting a rabbit in the woods. It's what we do. And everyone who says they hate guns all say I'm okay with hunting but I don't like the other big guns. and That's fine. That's not what he has. It's not what he's doing. It's, it would, he's it not would be pretending different. to be some, you know, on crazy top of that, long... he never actually shoots Bugs Bunny. 
Like he never he never wins. That's the whole purpose of the cartoon is that Bugs Bunny foils him time and time again. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and Willa Good says, "Yeah, millennial." <laughs> uh, Michael said, "There's another group of people to blame, in my opinion, but I'm not getting political." Uh, yeah, we wish we weren't either. We wish I'm, I'm so ready for live sports. I'm so sick of this crap. Like at Matt Miller yeah. said, "Well, the anti-gun argument ends if the minority gets their way of defunding the police." What uh what didn't Elmer Fudd shoot bugs with in Arkansas? Oh no, uh, with an AR. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I'm not gonna go that far. It, it, look, uh, oh Ben said who's paying for HBO Max anyway? Uh, it's just a more purple HBO. Uh, look, the fact of the matter is HBO Max didn't jump out to a massive uh, audience because do you do you think they done. they made this announcement hoping they would pick up audience? I wonder I if their audience grew after this. I'd like to look at the numbers next week. I, yeah, yeah. I, but I I'm with see, you. I, I don't know that people actually watching it or paying attention to it are that care about this stuff. I don't think so. I don't like at one. I don't think anybody's buying HBO Max to watch Looney Tunes. Um, no, no, you're buying it to watch Sopranos. You're buying it to watch Game of Thrones, and that doesn't really help your anti-violence argument. Okay. You're buying it to watch shows like, you know, Dexter or whatever else. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're buying it to watch these shows that are ultra violent. <laughs> My boy's up from his nap. You see this? <laughs> you see that? Yeah. No, first, 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 Maui tries to attack me in the middle of the show. Now, hey, that's that what happens when we're uh, when we're working in quarantine, man. That's uh, that's the way it goes. Sometimes yep. you get that, sometimes you don't. So. Uh, I think it is a signal that it's probably time for us to end the show today. So That's right. Uh, so we'll go on and get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. <coughs> Excuse me. All of you guys in the chat, uh, the Brown Yeti, Ben, Michael, uh, Matt, everybody else that jumps in. Thank you, you guys. Get, you have all been fantastic. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Fire 45 on Periscope jumped in and said, how in the foot is he going to hunt rabbits? <laughs> Who knows? Listen, you know. can't hunt a rabbit with a knife. I promise. No, I mean, I guess, I guess traps. Maybe you're setting traps. I, who knows? Uh, oh, Michael, that's so good. Michael said, "Great show as usual, fellas. Uh, thanks for the break from the jacked up real world." Yeah, that's that's what we do this show for every day. Like, we wanted to get more in the break part and not yes. more balls deep in that that's, real world. We hate talking about this stuff. We would much rather be discussing sports and whatnot. Luckily, we're getting close to preview time. We'll be doing our NFL and uh, college football previews, etc. Again, we've got an announcement coming at some point this week, so everybody stay tuned for that. Uh, ben said he's hunting with a bubble gun. Good gracious. That's just ridiculous. All right. All of you in the chat, you drive the show, you drive the conversation, and we appreciate you for being here every single day, Monday through Friday, uh, in the afternoon, whether it be sometime after 3 p.m. Central or 4.30 or whatever. Uh, we are here. We do the show every single day, and we love you guys that jump in. Tell all you boys about them. Michael said, gig em. I don't know about all that, but uh, we do appreciate all you guys. Share the show. Tell your friends about it. Leave a nice review over on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a ton. Um, make sure you're subscribed on all the different platforms, et cetera. WinningCuresEverything.com, TunicaTravel.com. Those are the sites to go check out. And with that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.